the quality of air in our home is important. Indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air. But with Puro Air, you can remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room in just 30 minutes. This device uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. You wouldn't drink unfiltered tap water, so why would you breathe unfiltered air? Check it out at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time, getpuroair.com. Christian Parenting. guys, welcome to Pardon the Mess. It's Cynthia. So glad you're with us this week. We're praying for our kids to live with purpose. And I love this idea of praying they live with purpose because I think we all want to live with purpose. And it's hard when you don't understand the brevity of life because we think we have forever to do this. And David speaks into this in our psalm here. It's Psalm 39. I'm going to read you verses 6 through 7. I'm using New Living Translation just because I think this language resonates We're merely moving shadows, and all of our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. I mean, isn't that so good? All of our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not even knowing who's going to spend it. Where do we put our trust? It's in the Lord. I think it's so hard for our kids to grasp the brevity of life. And I think understanding the brevity of life and that we don't have forever in earthly sense. We don't have forever. I think that's what makes it so critical to live on purpose. You have to understand that living on purpose means you understand I don't have forever. So I'm going to use my days wisely. And especially when you're in high school and college and even young adults, like you think you have forever. And then as you get a little bit older, I think some things start happening. You see loss around you and you realize I don't have forever. It happened to me this year. One of my very best friends in the world passed away. Um, this last year in January, it's almost been a year. One of the most devastating losses I've walked through so unexpected. She's young, full of life, healthy, and literally there one minute and gone the next passed away in her home, her whole family. And even her parents were sitting there talking to her and mid sentence, she was gone. And I think about this friend, Oh, we had so much fun. We met as baby lawyers We both were single, but we're dating guys. We met in law school and she and I um, worked hard, but we played real hard at the firm too, probably. I'm not sure how much the partners loved us. I think they did. We were pretty funny if we do say so ourselves. We were always up to some sort of antics. One time we tried to print money, to print currency. By the way, that's totally illegal. But we're like, how hard could it be? So we spent part of a better part of a day um, using the firm printers to figure out how close we could get to printing currency. We also had to travel a lot. Um, and we did one particular, this is probably only funny to me and to Elaine. We did this document project in Philadelphia and we were there for like a week and you had to like, we were in a huge room of lawyers and everybody's looking through these documents for something for a case. And so we had to go pick up a box at the front of the room each time we finished one and we'd bring it back to where we were sitting. Well, it was so quiet. And so we got so cracked up thinking about 
what if you accidentally pick up a box and, you know, something unexpected comes out, a little toot. And so we started initiating a courtesy cough whenever either one of us would go to the front of the room, the other one would cough real hard when we picked up the box so as to not have an embarrassing moment. We died. We thought it was hilarious. Nobody else thought it was funny, but we did. But this friend was so dear and um, just so much fun to be around and full of life and the greatest connector of people. And in a million years, she would not be the one you'd think is gone. And so she left behind an amazing husband and two kids, one that was about to graduate from high school and he did graduate and he's now in college and another one that's turning 16 this month. But at her funeral, her husband, oh, he gutted out the most beautiful eulogy ever. But he wrote something that has stuck with me. And he says, in 2015, she walked away from a promising future. That's in quote, promising future as a lawyer to instead live in her cherished present as a mother. And he says that because when she left, they did, there was lots of promises made. She was already a partner, but she had so much she could have done through that firm, so much money she could have made, um, so much status, clout, all the things. She stuck in the law game much longer than I did. And she was good at it. And, and, and she decided it was time. She just knew she needed to walk away. And so she did. And she walked away from a promising future as a lawyer to live in a cherished present as a mother. And how grateful I am that she did that because she didn't know what she didn't know about how short her life was going to be. And I think that's what we're talking about today is I know this is kind of heavy, but we've got to pray that our kids understand that when we live with purpose, when we're trying to live with purpose, that it matters because our days are short. And David's son got that, Solomon. And I got to I gotta believe David passed that, that sentiment down. He, he, that Solomon says he wrote a whole book, Ecclesiastes talking about like, what is the meaning of life? And Solomon chased after everything in search of it. And he talks about, I mean, women and money and status and all those things he gained. And he says, life is really just hevel, which means it's a vapor or smoke. He says 37 times, you're here today, you're gone tomorrow. It's hevel, it's smoke. Don't get caught up in the things that don't matter. You wonder in Ecclesiastes a little bit if um, if maybe Solomon needed a little bit of Prozac. I mean, the guy was really a downer. But here's the thing. He balances two things. And stick with me for just a second while I talk about this. But he balances time with death. And how time, he says in chapter one, there's no remembrance of earlier things. And he's saying like, listen, you forget. Like these generations after us will forget. Like three generations down will not know us. I know, kind of depressing, but really we've got to realize that time keeps ticking away. And then he also says, balance that with death. Dust will return to the earth. He says in chapter 12, 18, dust returns to the earth. And so if we're going to balance these two things at the end of the day, what does it even mean? And he says in Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14, means that we just need to fear God and keep his commands. That's the whole duty of man. We see in James, a New Testament version of this, talking about the importance of realizing how brief our life is. James 4, 13 to 14. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we'll go to this city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why do you not even know that what happens tomorrow is a mystery? What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then it vanishes. A mist sounds familiar, doesn't it? With what Solomon's saying, hevel, smoke, vapor. If this is the case and our lives are so quick, and we've seen it firsthand, like I have with my dear friend, Elaine, then you understand why we're praying that our kids live with purpose. We want them to know that their days matter, that God created them for specific things in this life, that he 
can accomplish through them if they will take the time to slow down and to hear it and chase after the meaningful things and not the meaningless. If they'll live interruptible lives, something I pray often for my kids, that they will be interruptible, but that they don't, they don't buy into the cheap substitutes for the real things of life. Because I know we all do this. It's so easy. This world helps us do it so readily to buy into these cheap substitutes of travel or, or, um, fortune or remodeling our houses or whatever the things are that we want to do extra houses, all the things that like we chase after that we put so much time and energy in. none of that in and of itself appearance, all those things, none of, none of it's bad alone. But the thing is we refocus on that and we let these things that ultimately have no value. These things that are mundane, they trump our mission. And that's what I don't want for our kids is I don't want the mundane to trump the mission. And in a culture that's selling and things that are temporary, we've got to be really, really praying that they only go for those things that have long-term significance, kingdom significance. And so that's what we're going to pray over this week. I would pray this also. Doing the things that matter, living with purpose does not mean living with platform always. And I think that's an important um, thing to pray over your kids because in this culture, it's easy to think if you don't have influence, you're not an influencer, you don't have a platform. If you're not doing things that lots of people are going to see and acknowledge, then it doesn't matter. And we know that's not true. Some of the very most significant things we will ever do, nobody will know about, or very few other than the Lord. And the same thing is for our kids. I know in my own life, the people who have really impacted me the most were not people that had a huge following or that anyone really knew what they did. It was in that steady, quiet moments that they impacted me. So let's pray that our kids don't get caught up in the allure of wealth and status and all those things, but they'll live with purpose, knowing that time is brief. Time keeps ticking, Solomon says, and we all will die unless the Lord comes back. We will all die. And so let's use our days in ways that matter. Warren Wiersbe has a commentary I love, and he says it this way, life is swift Life is short, and for most people, life is futile. In modern vocabulary, people are living for the image and not for the reality. And I think about that with my sweet friend, Elaine. It would have been easier to stay with the image, maybe, of being successful and a lawyer and all the things the world would have said and will say is successful, but she chose, at that point in her life, she chose family. And I want to be clear here. There's nothing wrong with working. I'm so thankful my husband goes every single day to his law firm. Um, so many of us are called to work outside the home. That's not what this is about. But in those places where you know that you're called to something different or that you need to slow down, in the places where the Lord is asking us to do things that don't make sense, we've got to be ready to listen to that. And that's what I'm praying for our kids, that they listen and they hear what it looks like in their lives to live with purpose. And that may be living with purpose within a great job, making um, all kinds of inroads to helping people know the Lord in a professional world. And that's amazing. And sometimes that may be just walking away from things that feel like they're the right next step, but they're not living with purpose. And so let me read us all of Psalm 39 and then I'm pray. I said to myself, I will watch what I do and not sin in what I say. I will hold my tongue when the ungodly are around me. But as I stood there in silence, not even speaking of good things, the turmoil within me grew worse. The more I thought about it, the hotter I got, igniting a fire of words. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. 
You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you at best. Each of us is but a breath. We're merely moving shadows, and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Rescue me from rebellion. Do not let fools mock me. I am silent before you. I won't say a word, for my punishment is from you. But please stop striking me. I'm exhausted by the blows from your hand. When your discipline for us ascends, you consume like a moth what is precious to us. Each of us is but a breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cries for help. Don't ignore my tears, for I am a guest, a traveler, passing through as my ancestors were before me. Let me smile again before I am gone and exist no more. Dear Lord, that's just it. We're guests. We're travelers passing through. Lord, I just pray that we can realize, that our kids can realize that life is so short. Our days are numbered. Life is fleeting. And so, Lord, because that, may we live with purpose and do the things that matter and the things that are significant, the things you're calling us to. Lord, I pray in this very moment for every person listening to this, Lord, that you will speak into their lives, that there's things we need to be doing differently. If we need to walk away from promising futures, because we're going to live in the present that you've been giving us. And I pray, Lord, that we'll do that. I pray for our kids, Lord. It is so hard to understand the brevity of life. And so, Lord, I pray that they can appreciate that and have wisdom way, way beyond their years. And Lord, I pray that our kids, each kid represented by every parent listening right now, Lord, that they can know what your plan is for them today and maybe tomorrow, Lord, if you can start unveiling that, revealing that. Oftentimes you don't, but sometimes you do, Lord, that you'll start planting those seeds of hope and significance in them and that they won't fall for the mundane. Yes, there's things we have to do, Lord. Obviously, grocery shopping and the things that we're all called to do before we get to heaven. But Lord, that our kids could always let mission win and that you will start planting in their heart and preparing them today for the things you have for them later down the road. We thank you, Lord, that we get to be a part of your mighty plans. Amen. All right, that's Living With Purpose. And next week, we're going to talk about failing. Woohoo! Really knocking them dead with the upbeat topics, aren't I? No, it'll be good. I think uh, talking about failure is important. So we will hit that next week. So glad you were with us. We know your days are busy. As always, thank you for joining us as we partner with us.